Welcome to the Coop Tank. I'm your host, Steve Cooper, coming to you from Sweet Recording in beautiful Mount Laurel, New Jersey. You know, people, if you have a podcast, a video cast, an audio book, hell, even if you need a studio built, Sweet Recording is a place for you. Joe Gangemi not only knows his stuff, but he's a great guy and he's honest. So go check out their website, sweet, S-U-I-T-E, recording.com, or email them at hello at sweetrecording.com. Anyway, once again, we're back and we have a great panel. You know, every week I bring people I'm friendly with. I've known from networking. I know they're they're great workers. They're good people, and that's why they're here. And this week is no difference. And our first guest uh, today, we have uh, from Radius 180, I know her as Kimberly Biglin, but now she's Kimberly Schieber. How are you doing, Kimberly? Great, Steve. Thank you for having me today. And next, we have from Insperity, my friend, the Aaron Nola fanboy. <laughs> we have Steve Mullen. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. And Colleen Walsh is with White Pine Events. I met her through networking through the chamber. How are you doing today, Colleen? Great. Thanks, Steve. So, Kimberly, uh, we're going to go around the room. Tell me about Radius 180. What? Tell me what you do. And about the company. Yeah, absolutely. So what I do is uh, definitely a, a few different hats, um, but I'm mostly really going around shaking hands and um, making people happy. Growing businesses with a smile is what I typically say. Um, but Radius 180, um, we are a IT firm that's focused on concerns around ransomware and data security. Um, we also really help with end user training, um, especially when it comes down to the IT security world. Um, I like to joke and say if it wasn't for a computer or for people, I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> um, so with that, um, we help a lot of business owners who are very successful um, with uh, a really an IT roadmap, um, not just focusing on today, but focusing on future growth and also uh, the successes along that journey as well. Um, we're located over in Cherry Hill. Um, and then we, we uh, definitely are right there on 295. So being able to focus on a nice radius um, and uh, our name makes no sense um, <laughs> to be honest, but when you think about it, make a circle around your business and um, put a line straight through. The top half of your business is what you know and what you're focusing on. And then the back half is where the IT is and where it's living. Because without that IT backbone, um, we wouldn't be able to grow and being able to have that type of security that you need. That's interesting. I like I like that. I like that. That's a good uh, explanation. I like the radius explanation. Uh, <laughs> next, we have uh, from Insperity. Steve, tell me about Insperity. Yeah, Steve. So Insperity is a, we're an HR company, basically. We were started in 1986 by two guys that each had their own businesses and kept failing. And you know, they're entrepreneurs and they got together and tried to talk about, you know, why. And what they realized is, you know, so many small businesses just don't have the infrastructure and the knowledge beyond what they know. Like, I, I'm selling this product or service. They know that. But they, they get a client, they start to grow. Now all of a sudden they're becoming an employer and that has a whole world of different complex issues that come along with that. So they decided to start this company. Initially it was called Administaff, um, changed it to Insperity in around 2011. And we, every day I get the opportunity to go out, talk to business owners about how we're going to help you contain your costs. Um, align your people strategies with your growth strategies. So really as they begin, begin to grow and scale and the complexity of their business gets more difficult, 
Um, we come in, we have 37 years of experience now working with companies to help them bridge that and get to where they need to be. Uh, we go to market with two different models. We're what's called a, a professional employer organization. We actually started the whole industry back in 1980, late 90s or late 80s. And um, we'll go in and we'll partner with a company, take the liability from a tax standpoint and HR compliance. So protect them from being sued by employees for various reasons. Take that off the plate. And much like what Kim was just saying about how, you know, she helps them focus on their business and they do the back end. Same thing with us. We kind of do from a people side of it, work with how to, how to build that side of it up while they can then focus on just growing their business and doing what they know. Okay. And how about you, Colleen? Tell me about White Pine. First of all, White Pine Events, tell me where the name came from and then tell me about it. Sure. So I grew up on White Pine Court. Uh, and so in my neighborhood in the community that I grew up in, in Washington Township was a really tight knit group. And we were a part of a lot of different milestones with our neighbors and our community. And so when I was thinking about my company name, I was thinking about the different experiences and my roots. And uh, it just made sense that White Pines played such a huge role in like who I am today. Uh, that's that's how I ended up picking White Pine Events. And we're a company that manages in creating memorable experiences by providing event management. So we specialize in the planning and the execution of professional and social events. And most importantly, on the day of the event, we are there to manage it all. So we are there to ensure all the details are executed as planned. And that allows for the the companies or the individuals that we're supporting to show up to the event the way that they want to, whether it's being a guest at their own event. Uh, we tend to work with a lot of different nonprofits. So this really allows for these nonprofits to work the room, find those people to thank them for their donation or get that coffee. So we've really found that being able to be there to be that middleman for the venue, the vendors, the partners, the volunteers, uh, has really put those organizations or individuals in a position to really work and run run their event the way that they want to by working the room. And we're there to deal with all the nitty gritty. Okay. So y'all told me what you do and, and told me about your companies. And you're all in very competitive fields. I mean, seriously, you run into a lot of competition. So let's say I need one of your services and I'm talking to you and three of your competitors. What makes you different? How are you going to sit there and say, hey, this is why you're going with us? And now, you know, you can tell me what the business is about, but we're going to start with you, Kimberly. What makes what makes you different? Why am I going to pick one Radius 180 over another company? And what, what do you bring to me as personal in your personality? What do you bring to the table? Sure. Uh, Steve, that's honestly a really great question. And um, I get that a lot. Um, whenever I go out to meetings, my prospects, things like that, um, even networking. But to tell you the honest truth, I don't know. Um, I, I can't tell you what the difference is. And the reason for it is because anybody can say, oh, it's we're great relationship. Oh, we're great communication. Um, yeah, sure. I can say that about us too. But really what it deep dives into is what you need as an as a client and what you need as your IT and if it makes the best sense and if it makes sense for us to be able to continue to be a good fit for each other. Okay. How, how about you, Colleen? Because you run into, there's tons of event planners out there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really try to meet people where they're at. So when I'm having these different conversations, one of the things that uh, a colleague of mine asks when she's onboarding clients is like, let's imagine this was like the last meeting that we're having. We're talking about the wrap up. Like, what are we saying in this meeting? Like, what went well? What did we like? What like, what did you think was going to keep you up at night? Um, and kind of work my way backwards and really learn um, what the ultimate goal is. Because there's some people that I've discovered that are like super micromanagers and they want to micromanage every little thing. And that's fine. I'll meet you where you're at and we'll come to like a happy medium of like what that looks like. And then there's other people that are really just like, Colleen, I want you to show up to these meetings, these conversations, give me something to react to. And then I just want you to continue running. So I really try to take the time to really understand people's workflows or expectations and really what the end goal is for them, whether it's we raise a certain amount of money, I didn't lose sleep leading up to this event, or, you know, we got some really great media out of it. So once I kind of know those things, that's when I can work my way backwards to really create that that memorable experience that I not only want their attendees to have, but them as my clients and my partners, I want to make sure that it's a pleasant experience for them um, planning and working on their events. How about you, Steve? Why am I going to pick you, Steve Mullen and Insperity? Well, besides the fact that I stay involved with you as a client for the life of your, your being with Insperity, I'm not sure if that's a positive or a negative, um, <laughs> but I, I think what, to your point, everybody is out there, kind of says they do a similar thing. So we do payroll. So there's a lot of payroll companies out there. Uh, everybody has a technology that they use for this, that they bring you know their customers on to and all that. But I think really what separates us and what, what we really look to, to kind of build a, that relationship up with is on the service side of it. So when you come on as a customer of Insperity, you're assigned a dedicated team. As, as I joked earlier, I'm involved the entire time as long as you're a customer but you have a dedicated team of an HR specialist, um, a payroll specialist, uh, the client liaison who's gonna be there uh, available for you 24 seven. Um, so that that side of it is, because as I said earlier, in explaining what we do, as companies are growing and they become more complex, there's a lot that they don't know. And having that dedicated team behind you to, to you know, you can do a, a chat, you can do a, a, an email, but you can always pick up the phone and get somebody who's on your team, who knows you, you know, their cell number, you know, all of that. And that's where we really try to make a difference on the service side of it. Okay. So we're all out there. Pandemic happened a while ago. I know Colleen, you took, you took a big hit because events yeah. and we all took big hits. We missed networking and where the, the pandemic had a lot of low points. There was also some very good points. I think a lot of people got better at networking. I think we build our networkers, you know, our network bigger because of zooming, but what is one business lesson, a valuable business lesson you learned during the pandemic that once we were able to get out and go out again, you could implement, you know, for me, it was, you know, being able to talk to people from all over. So I implemented that and it was something where I actually knew people, even instead of going like, you know, not knowing anyone, like the only people I knew before the pandemic was Kimberly. I'd known her for a while, but what is a, a positive, a positive lesson you learned that you could implement getting out into the real world. And we're going to start with you, Colleen, because as I said, your business pretty much shut down completely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it did. Uh, and I also like long, I launched White Pines right at the end of 2019, start of 2020. So um, it was quite a journey. And I've been telling everybody that I almost feel like this year has been my, like my real freshman year. Like I made it work, learned Zoom, like the rest of us, like self-taught, was able to do tons of virtual events. And you know, I joke with people saying like, I thought I was going to go back to school to be like a dental hygienist. Like I really was worried at one point where it was like, is, is this really going to, are events going to be what events once were? Um, so I didn't realize it at the time, but like just taking advantage of the different networking opportunities. Um, I didn't, I, I look back at it now and it's like, I was planting all these different seeds. So just like building these different relationships, interacting with people, doing their Zoom management, um, it really put me in a position that now, you know, my freshman year, like is totally, I, I know that a big part of what it looks like this year is because of just the networking that I did during that year. And it was a blessing, looking back at it, it was a blessing because when I started my company, I didn't really have a network in the area. Um, I was going to sign up for different chamber events. And this actually made it a lot easier for me to like put myself out there, uh, meet tons of different people, not only in like the South Jersey tri-state area, but like Steve, like you said, like I've gotten to interact with people in different, you know, the West Coast, different countries, things along those lines. So planting these different seeds over these last couple of years and seeing them all start to like come up and root has been really exciting. And so I really now approach a lot of these situations that when I'm meeting new people, that's my approach now. Like I'm just planting this seed and something will eventually come out of it, whether it's for me or they're, they're asking me, who do I know in my network that could fulfill like a need that they have. So, um, this, the seed thing has really been um, my biggest win out of the pandemic. How about you, Steve? Yeah, I think for me, what it, what it really did was reinforce the value of relationships. Um, so, you know, I've been in sales for 20 plus years. Um, you know, when you start out, networking is almost like that necessary evil, like cold calls and all that. Walking into a room of people that you don't know or you might know one or two is kind of daunting as a young person, but you learn to kind of overcome and adapt it. And then, you know, when the pandemic hit, I actually resisted the whole Zoom thing for a while. And I'm like, I don't want to sit on, you know, one of 40 people on a Zoom thing and whatever. But but when I got into it, it really did help, again, kind of give me that kick in the butt to say, yeah, th this is what it's all about, relationships, N getting to meet new people, build a bond, find common interest. And then now that things are opened up again, and you're out, it, it, it made it much, you know, easier to kind of go into a room and say, you know, oh, I haven't seen you in three years other than a little, you know, square. And, you know, you're a lot taller in person than I thought you were, you know, that sort of thing. And But it, it really helped kind of reinforce that, that to me is, you know, I, I, before joining Insperity, I worked for a company that did not encourage networking. They didn't care if you did it. They didn't reimburse me for anything. But I still kept a couple of my groups alive and, and you know, out of pocket, paid to, to go to a couple of places because I wanted to keep that network alive and those relationships there. And so once now we're kind of sort of back to normal, um, being out there and, and just having those relationships get even you know deeper is, is, is rewarding. How about you, Kimberly? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of have a 
the same perspective as Steve, but a, a different perspective in the fact that I am in technology. So knowing that how strong of what you need to be able to qualify to work from anywhere and to be able to work at home or wherever you were during that pandemic or what was going on, um, it, it really puts an insight onto what is happening today. Um, being able to have different things that you never knew you really needed and, and knowing the, the trust and the value and everything else. And for me, uh, like Steve said, I mean, I with the partners that I have and with the trust and, and knowing that they on a partners as a vendor standpoint too, um, what they changed for individuals and what I saw as an, and being able to trust them even more to what they want to be able to provide to everyone. And then on a friend stand, um, I mean, I feel like it, it was just so much of us being able to be together and talking and knowing day to day, like, oh man, how's today going for you? And it wasn't just a, oh yeah, like, let's talk about business. It was a, let's talk personal. Let's talk everything. Um, seeing a dog in a video, it's more common now having babies in videos. It's more common now where before it was like, oh no, you have to stay out. You have to shut your door. You have to make sure you're on mute. And it's it, it, like being able to be more personable like that. That's what I think is great. Being able to come out of it. Um, and being able to see a lot of different things. So that that's what I took out. So uh, we're all different stages of our lives. I'm old, decrepit, and almost in the grave. And uh, you have all, you know, some of you have children. I know, Steve, you have children. Uh, Colleen, I'm not, I, I don't think you have children. I'm not sure. Kimberly, you're, you're, I have a stepdaughter and you're a newlywed. What, what, at this point in your life, what motivates you? Like, you know, what sister, we can all say when you're younger, you might say money motivates me. You always see that, like you meet a lot, we still meet people like, hey, check out my car. It's all about money. And that motivates them. There's nothing wrong with that. I want to be more fulfilled than just money because, you know, it's money can only go so far. But what motivates you and at this point in your life? Uh, Steve, what motivates you these days? Uh, well, for me, it, it's, you know, one, it's, you know, again, I got, I got two college age kids that you know i'm trying to one set an example for but also set up and give them the foundation that when they get out for their next part of their lives that they'll have that basis to understand what it takes to to be successful for whatever that means to them individually and they're both very different kids um and they're definitely a hodgepodge of me and my wife so you know it's, it, to me it's like that's what i look at is is trying to be that you know that quote unquote provider, but not just financially, but it's on an emotional level for them too. As as the as the son of an Irish Catholic cop in Philly, <laughs> we don't show emotion too often, but it's a matter of, you know, showing them from that side of it what it takes to, you know, be a proper gentleman going forward, which isn't always the case these days, unfortunately. How about you, Colleen? What motivates you? Well, that's such a good question. Um a big thing that motivates me now is time. I really value time, whether, uh, you know, whether it's how I'm spending my time working on things or having different meetings with people or even just time where I'm, I don't have any responsibilities. So I really want to position myself that when I eventually am not working and retired and things like that, like I have time to do things that I want to do or time to travel and 
So I, when I just think about that, that's just really important to me. And that really motivates me. I want to be efficient and respectful when it comes to all of those things, but I also want to be able to like, enjoy it. Cause I sometimes struggle, like appreciating the, the things that really matter in the moment. And so um, lately that's kind of been my thing is my goal as I'm just kind of even planning out like a daily day. Like, what does that look like in the sense of like, how do I want to spend the amount of time working on cer certain things or how do I motivate myself or reward myself for meeting the, these many little goals and things like that. So um, I love that question. That's a good one. I haven't really thought about that before. How about you, Kimberly? Because, you know, I've known, as I said, I've known you from your past company. You've always busted ass since I've known you. You've always been out and present. You're one of the first people, one of the early people I met networking. And uh, what motivates you? Thanks. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's been 10 years now, Steve, that we've actually known each other. No, no, no. Um, I've, I've only been I've only been back for uh, six and a half. So you've only known me for five. But I'm such I'm such an albatross. Yeah. It just seems that much longer. <laughs> like, holy shit. I've it known does. Steve for five years. I'm like dog years. You know, it's like you feel like you know me for 35 years. So, no, yeah, so what? Absolutely. I mean, being in this game now, well, I've been in this game, quote unquote, now for 10 years. So knowing you for half of it, that's even more, that's incredible. But uh, that, it's a great question. Um, going on a little deeper level. So um, yes, I, I do have a stepdaughter. She's 13. Um, and my husband, um, he's a detective for um, prosecutor's office over in Burlington County. And um, I just want to make him happy and proud every day. Um, my own family, my parents and things like that. And uh, showing my stepdaughter that honestly, I, I a lot of people don't know this. Um, I never went to college. Um, and with that, I want to, I want her to know how, what she can have and what success she can have in any journey she takes. Um, it wasn't in the cards for me at the time when I was right out of high school, I had a, a surgery that I was bedridden for a year. And um, with that, I sold Mary Kay for my bed in order to pay for a couple of bills in my car and stuff like that. And I was living with my parents. Um, and then from there, it just turned into like, okay, well, I kind of like sales. Okay. I kind of like marketing. I kind of like networking. And then from there, it just led into my path, I guess you can say. Um, I really wanted to be a gym teacher and coach <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, but on another perspective, um, it's just, I, I just want to be able to succeed and with all the different goals that I have my vision board and what not just right now so being able to set up a couple of things here and there but then also what's next year what's my three year what's my five year what's my 10 year and being able to do that so now that I'm at the point in my life where I'm uh, now married I have my house um, I'm actually seven months pregnant I don't know if you knew that either Ooh, <laughs> uh, thank breaking you. news breaking news uh, people this is a uh, exclusive this is a South Jersey business exclusive yeah Kimberly Sheber is pregnant all right that's awesome congrats thank you so now just even like this weekend we we halfway finished her nursery um so we're having a little girl um that even that was a goal because it was so many different things that we were doing so it's just you know preparing for the bathroom preparing our house preparing her nursery preparing the basement whole nine and then future goals for being able to have that time like Colleen said and being able to show uh your children that you could do whatever they want and succeed for them like how Steve said okay so you're all motivated 
That's good. Uh, we all have different characteristics. In the in your work ethic, what is a characteristic you don't like about yourself? Like me, I procrastinate. And I said this last week, you know, I'm working on a, a speaking and book called Don't Be a Jerk, The Comedy of Networking. It's half keynote, it's half stand-up comedy. It's all in my head, but I just don't sit down and write it. And, and if you know any writers, and I've written a screenplay before, writers, we always sit there. We love it when we get behind that computer, but it takes forever. We'll start straightening our desk. We'll do this. Or, oh, oh, honey, oh, I'll, I'll go get some uh, avocado at Sprouts. You know, <laughs> we, we push the shit away. But what is a characteristic when it comes to your business world that you do not like about yourself and you want to change but for some reason you haven't and we're going to start with you Kimberly because you're shaking your head like you know exactly what I'm talking about so as ironic as this is I really don't like using the cloud <laughs> I I write pen and paper for everything and I have to put it back into the computer and I always like it, it, like if you ask me where something is and you ask me what's going on or you ask me what I did the other day, yeah, sure, I have it, but it's in my notebook. <laughs> so I guess in a really best way to put it is I'm the most organized, unorganized person <laughs> because I have it all. It's just all in journals and in pen and paper with maybe a, a little doodle next to it because that's just the way that I still flow with things. I'm I'm getting better at that. I, I would sit there like for the grocery list, I write it down because I hate when I put it on my phone and I got to stop and look because I'm losing my memory as I get older. But uh -huh. I, I, I'm the same way. I love writing down. Steve, what's what's a, a characteristic that you bring to your work world that you don't like about yourself? And, you know. Uh, first of all, what's a grocery list? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one of my wife's pet peeves. I don't I never add things onto the list. And then we always forget it when I go to the store. Um, I would say for me, it's, it's, it might be along the lines of what you said, Steve, with the procrastination. I, I, I've always been someone who, of the mindset that it, it'll get done. It'll work out. Whatever needs to get done, even if it's at the 11th hour, I'll get it done. Whether that was coming up through school, you know, and then now into my workplace. So I'm, I'm actually working on a list that I've written down three times today that I got to get to my boss. I, over the last three weeks, I've written a note to myself to get it done, and I'm finally doing it today. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I think it's probably that mostly and just kind of always trying to be consistent. And then you kind of fall into habits. I think particularly when you're in a sales role like this and, and you're, you kind of go through the ebbs and flows of, of a, you know, of a life of a salesperson. Um, you get a meeting. All right. Now you got to prepare for that meeting. All right. The meeting's done. Oh wait, I gotta get more meetings, and you know, you're kind of just trying to stay consistent and 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 be that way, and 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 be more proactive. Like you know, I joked about the grocery list, getting a little bit more detailed and organized so that the consistency will flow from that. Um, so it's, it's probably what I would say most. See, I'm learning. I know my wife, she always puts lemon in her order. So I know when I'm at the store, I always text her. I go, you need a lemon? And half the time it's no, half the time it's yes. But I know she always has a damn lemon in her house. And by the way, people, ShopRite has the nicest lemons, the one in Marlton. It's just really nice sized lemons. Nice. Colleen, what's what's a characteristic you don't like about yourself when it comes to work? Yeah. Um, 
that? I don't know why I'm struggling with that one. I think it's more, I, I don't have like a root, uh, like a good daily routine. And so that kind of, I, I just know I've, every time when I have a routine, I'm in a better space. Things are a lot, a lot more structured for me, especially because I'm a super structured person and I'm very detailed and like, I really do get into the nitty gritty of things. Um, but one thing I really don't like is that I, I don't have a daily routine and that's something that I, I really need. And I think some of that is just, I came from like corporate America, was used to always like leaving the house, going to a place. And so now that it's me here working from home, like, uh, it's a little, I appreciate the grace that I give myself, but sometimes I feel like I, I need to be a little more stricter when it comes to just coming up with these different routines. So we, we talked about uh, what you people don't like, your characteristic. We'll talk now about a little about networking. Uh, what makes you a good networker? Because you're all networking. That's how I know you. That're why you're on the show, because you're all good networkers. You know what you're doing. You're not that asshole who walks in the room who's, you know, humble bragging or, hey, look at me. Or, you know, you're not the person with the nice hair and the suit. Look at me. And you talk to them and they're just giving you your business card. You're all real people. And I think that's so important now in networking. I think the the flamboyant disappeared when zoom came in because people were saying if you don't have substance get get the fuck out that's basically what happened <laughs> steve what makes you a good networker because you've been doing it for a long time you know a shitload of people what makes you a good networker yeah i i think you know and i learned early on as i said earlier about the value of relationships you know it, it's not just about what those relationships are going to bring me but i've i've learned long long ago it's it's what you can bring to that relationship if you if you're coming as a giver it's going to come back to you. Um, so I always try to go into a room with that mindset. And I think from getting into advertising early on when I was, a, when I was just a young lad, um, you, you know, I, I just had a passion of talking to people about their business. And I always say I'm a marketing and branding guy in a sales role um, because I just always have that kind of passion. What, what, tell me what you do and what your challenges are. And let's kind of figure out whether that's, coming up with a creative, you know, ad campaign for them back in the day, or now it's like, all right, what are you struggling with, with, with your, your people, you know, are you finding tough to hire now, retain people, whatever, what are your, you know, what are you doing to help that? And then trying to figure out a, a, a solution to other people's problems. And like I said, I think when you go into it as, as a giver and trying to help people, it, it's going to come back. So there's no, altruism a hundred percent but i think it's you know if you start with that premise it it will come back and um I, you just try to be genuine i mean just be who you are so i go in i i, I can be an asshole <laughs> i i can go in you know and i can you know make a you know a, a joke or whatever and I, i'm sure i've walked away from people and like there's who's that guy um, but you know what, I'm, I'm who I am and I try to be as genuine and a positive person and hopefully that comes off. Steve is like the biggest Facebook troll when it comes to Aaron <laughs> Nola. And I actually got in a shouting argument with his, his idiot friend who, uh, cause he was just being rude. And he said, basically, I, I said, made something. He said, well, I'm saying you're not that bright. And I just laid into him, but, uh, so I know Steve, but I've never been offended by Steve. So Colleen, what makes you a good networker? Um, 
so when I was talking about like clients and, and just like meeting people where they're at, that's like a big part of networking. Um, I really like to, I really like these last couple of years with things being on zoom. Um, that made things personally a little more comfortable for me. Um, so now that like in-person networking is happening, it's been really nice walking into a room and at least recognizing some faces. Um, but I think one of the reasons that I'm good at networking, I'm a people person. Like I really enjoy interacting with people. This is why I do events. And a big reason why I do it is because I love that every day is a different day and I get to work with so many different types of people. So I really love putting myself out there and, and remembering that, like, I feel like the pandemic really, um, had, you know, brought down walls like Kimberly like you were mentioned about like dogs and babies and things like that coming on there like I feel like now having conversations with people are a little more relaxed a little more comfortable and like you really can like kind of talk about like where people are at whether it's their personal or professional life and I think that really allows people to really like see who you are as a person and like your core um, and that's really important to me. I want people to know who I am, know where I stand, and I want to know the same thing with them. Um, and being able to do these like different in-person events has really allowed for that. And like, even just like hearing some of like the bantering going back and forth, like it's fun to like have that and like have these types of relationships because they are also like a friendship as well. So I think meeting people where they're at and then, um, not putting so much pressure on yourself when it comes to like networking. Like I definitely used to do that. And it's really, it's, it's not as heavy as I once like made it seem. How about you, Kimberly? You're, you're always out and about. So when you grow up your mom or dad, and always tell you don't talk to strangers. Well, newsflash, <laughs> you do that for a living. <laughs> um, being able to just, I'm a, I'm a people person through and through. Um, just, I have a very high personality and just being able to connect on multiple different levels, um, sports, uh, going golfing, uh, making sure that people feel welcome, talking about coffee. <laughs> um, I mean, it's just one of those things where it just came, it, it, now networking doesn't come naturally to everyone. It just doesn't. Um, sometimes people, sometimes individuals feel nervous about going into a room that they don't know. And I, like Colleen, as you were just saying, I'm assuming that's what you were getting at. Mm -hmm. Um, and with that, it's just, I, I enjoy the st stepping in saying, hello, saying what's going on. Um, I have a really nice handshake. I'm sure Steve, Steve, <laughs> Steve, and both of you, both Steve's know this right now. Um, and that's a conversation starter. Um, my mom always taught me if you have a, if you're proud to meet someone, you show them in your handshake and that's your first impression. Um, and, and I took that all throughout my whole life, um, even to, uh, hire people and things like that as well. And so you never know who you're going to meet and who's going to be there and what's going to happen and who you can help who and then also the trust value too um i mean like i said earlier it's been 10 years of this that i've been networking going out and about and kissing babies and stuff like that um and if you ask my parents what i do today I'm like Chandler Bing from Friends. They have no idea what I do. They just know that I travel and that I I go to different lunches and meet a lot of people and this and that and pictures that they see that I'm tagged in online and stuff like that. 
Um, but I mean, networking, you meet so many people that become not only colleagues, but friends. Mm -hmm. And that is the biggest thing for me, um, too. I, I mean, I love that I can say, I can think of 10 different people right now off the top of my head that are just, I've grown with, and they've known every stage of my life. And they're an honest friend and I can call them and say, Hey, I need help. But not only like, Hey, can you introduce me to someone? But like, Hey, my, my tire just got a flat. Can you come and help me? And I know that they would kind of thing. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to drive you to the airport though. Just so you know. <laughs> That's <laughs> not a problem. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned Chandler Bing. Cause that actually segues into my next question. And no, it's not about <laughs> friends, but I was at a party the other night and, and my question is going to be about LinkedIn. And, and my feeling about LinkedIn is I think LinkedIn is very, uh, very valuable to us. I think we need LinkedIn. I think it's good. But there's a lot of stuff on LinkedIn that pisses me off. There's a lot of terms, stuff like that. And it's funny because I was at a party on Saturday and uh, I was hanging out with someone I know who's been on the show. And we were talking about a term that he hates was pivot. And the whole thing is my wife yeah. brought up the pivot episode on Friends when they're moving the couch and this morning that was on the today show when he's going pivot and I never saw it, but I always say something to buy. It changes every week. Like I, last week, I, I don't, I can't stand over likers. Okay. Over likers are people that like every damn thing. And you see it when you see their name always pop up. And after a while it starts to me, it starts becoming insincere. I, I think it's, it's bad for the brand. My pet peeve this week is people that are just, Kiss too much ass in a response. Like someone says, we're at this, we're at this networking event, and they go, Oh, it was such a luxurious time hanging at this luxury this event. And it was so wonderful to see you and your magnificent company. And, and it's like, cut the shit. Okay. <laughs> Just say it was really good to see you. And and maybe it's me because I'm a skeptic. Maybe it's you know, because I observe a lot and I Something it annoys me, like the overlikers and the just be frank. Like if Steve puts something nice, I'd be hey, great article. I wouldn't say, well, that article shows the intricacy of this and this <laughs> and this. What is something that bothers you, that pisses you off about LinkedIn, and that when you read something, and it can be pivot. I'm just that was an example because I guess last year everyone was pivoting and during the pandemic. We're pivoting, we're pivoting. What is something that pisses you off, Colleen, about LinkedIn? Oh. Um, that's a tough question. I, I don't, I don't know if it's a, a, a blessing or not, but I'm, I'm not the best with social media. And I know that as like a business owner, that's something that I know I should do a better job with. And it's an important thing. Um, LinkedIn to me, you know, what really annoys me are just like the rando messages that you get from people that like find, find you and they just want to connect with you. And like, it's just a super generic copy that they're clearly copying and pasting. And so I find that really annoying because I don't, I don't understand what the win is for them or for, or for me, especially because it's LinkedIn. Like I can kind of understand like the stats and the algorithms and all the, all the things when it comes to like Instagram and things like that, I can wrap my head around those things. But when it comes to LinkedIn, I don't, I don't really understand what the win is for you to just like randomly reach out to me and somehow you get an extra connect. Like I don't, I find it very annoying and I find it to be a waste of time. And um, 
yeah, now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm getting more and more annoyed about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's also pisses me off about LinkedIn is when you get a, uh, a request to a connecting request, the, the check where you should, the check should be on the right to, to ignore it, but they switched it. So I always checked the wrong one. Then I go, Oh my God, I just connected with this person and I have to go back and connect them. But uh, Kimberly, what pisses you off about LinkedIn? Know your damn audience. That's what pisses me off. Just it, LinkedIn's meant for business. It's what it was put on there for. If you want to tell me about what's going on and your workout that you did in the morning with your shirt off while you're all sweaty, I don't care. Just put that on Facebook. Put that somewhere else. That's what Instagram is. <laughs> That's all. Just know your audience. Just know what's going on. And, and yeah, sure. If it's if it's something that has to do with your business or something has to do with what you're doing or what your motivational this or that, sure, that's great. But just do it in a different way. That's my perspective. That's a lot of people's. That's a people actually that does piss a lot of people off. How about yeah. you, Steve? Because you always you always post nice articles about the industry. So you're someone who is very business oriented. I always promote myself because I'm I'm an attention whore. I need <laughs> my, you know I need that. But what what is uh what what is something that irritates you? Yeah, it's funny because the the answers that both Colin and Kimberly gave were the two things that immediately came to my mind. One is how LinkedIn has become almost Facebook-like, and there's a lot of just crap on there that isn't business. And I can understand if if you own a business and you want to bring in some kind of personal personality to your LinkedIn profile, great. But like you know, the 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 shirtless workouts, I don't need to see. I don't need to see them anywhere, let alone on LinkedIn. Um, so that I think it's the the there's political crap that's on there now. And, you know, that was a rabbit hole. I went down on Facebook years ago and stopped doing it. So now it's over on LinkedIn. It's annoying. Um, and then as Colleen said about, you know, you'll get a connection request and I'm thinking, all right, well, maybe there's something here we can like potentially build a relationship, help each other out. Yeah. Okay. I, I see what industry they're in. I'll connect with them and we'll see. And the next thing you know, they're in their DMs and they're, they're you know, their financial planner and, you know, trying to pitch a, you know, a, a financial planning services. And I like, you know, that happens like all the time. And uh, it, it's like, you know, let's, let's build at least a foundation of a relationship before you pitch me. And then, and then, you know, and we'll go from there. Um, so usually it's like, I don't even respond to them and then they get, you know, disconnected or unfriended whatever it's called on linkedin well just you know uh september 13th is my wedding anniversary i'm going to post a picture of me and my wife so you all better <laughs> like it so if you don't that's fine i'll, I'll disconnect you here's a question i asked just for the <laughs> listeners um because i don't read business books okay i've never found them insightful i did read the tipping point by malcolm malcolm gladwell and uh, i'm reading one about public speaking well not getting a speaking career going but i don't really read them i don't find them interesting i'd rather read you know books about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, to be honest. For you, do any of you read business books? And if so, what was a really valuable one that you could, you would suggest to someone? And we'll start with you, Steve, because you just shook your head. And I think we've talked about this before, but do you read business books and what was a really valuable one to you? Yeah, I mean, I I do, uh, not as much as I used to, and I'm trying to get back into it right now. Um, I'm reading a book that our CEO wrote right now about taking care of your people. And it's, you know, just about how as, as an employer, there's a responsibility. If you take care of your people, everything else falls in line. Um, 
I, I found that over the years when I've re read those books, it's not necessarily there's an epiphany or there's some new thing that I'm learning, but it's it's a almost a kick in the ass to say there are things that you used to do that you got away from, and these are practices that work. And it's kind of almost a reminder to, to do some of those basic best practices that every salesperson has to do. Um, I, I've read, I think the one that sticks, you, you just mentioned Malcolm Gladwell, Outliers was, was one that I think stuck with me because it talked about real life people like Bill Gates or other folks that really are no smarter than anybody else, but they put in the time. You know, I think it was like 10,000 hours that, that they had a, you know, be, before you kind become an expert in something. And that book, I think, always stuck with me. And it's not just about those overnight successes that took 20 years. Um, you know, behind the scenes, that person was working and practicing at whatever craft they, they became successful at. And that's where that true success comes from. It's the journey along the way as well. How about you, Kimberly? So um, I'm not a huge reader. I never have been. Um, but one thing that I have always enjoyed are audiobooks um, and and podcasts and things like that. Um, but one book that I downloaded and I honestly hated the way that the person was portraying it, um, it as an audio. I stopped and I got the book, um, uh, Atomic Habits. And um, like Steve said, uh, in this book, it really mentions, mentions to you like, I don't want to say common sense stuff, but it kind of is. It's like, let's talk about habits. Let's talk about really making a routine. Let's talk about X, Y, Z. And in this, it, it, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I'm almost done. Um, it's actually, when you said that I looked over my bookshelf to see uh, what else is right there, but yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoy to, I enjoy this book and being able to go through and it really does help um, putting in the hours and knowing that the basic soft skills and the basic things of every day really comes down to your habits and what you're going to do. And it helps really in your business world and succeed. And even the motivation, like you were talking about earlier, because everything is a journey um, and it starts with your behavior and then it goes all the way around and what's going to happen and how that's going to be. Cause that affects everything from there. Okay, how about you, uh, Colleen? Uh, I'm a reader, but I am not, that's the, the workbook kind of things that we're all talking about is not usually my style. However, it's funny that you mentioned the atomic habit because I feel like that has come up in a lot of reading conversations for me. And so me talking about how like, I want to get better at like really structuring like a routine or something like I almost feel like it's a sign that I need to go get this book and read it because it's like come up several times in conversations. Everybody that has read it has had great things to say and has similar similar things that you were just saying, Kimberly, where it was like, it was just like this one like little paragraph that all of a sudden just kind of like did this light switch moment for me. And so um, I don't have any recommendations, but hearing it again, I feel like this is a book I need to like go check out. Cool. Well, I always end the show with this question. This is the last question. I always end the show with this. End the show with this question. Um, someone approaches you that's just getting out of school. It could be high school. It could be college. It could be a trade school. It can be whatever. And there, I always use this term because my mom used it 
bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You know, I say, be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. They're getting out of school or they're starting their their path to adulthood or careerhood. What is some valuable advice that you would give them? Colleen, we'll start with you. Um, I think the advice that I, I would give this person that's, you know, hitting the ground running, um, one to like remain excited, continue to like have this want and this need. Um, but also to like, just be aware of your surroundings and just, uh, meaning like, it's, it's not all going to be like rainbows and butterflies. Like it's going to have some moments of different challenges and things like that. So just remember this excitement you have, because when you hit these walls or you get these no's or you get something that doesn't quite work out the way that you want, you know, um, it's okay to have the feelings that you have about that moment, but remember this fire that you have, uh, because there's going to be moments where you really need to dig deep to like be able to, uh, continue to be successful. Um, and I would also say that like, put yourself out there. Like what is the worst, like when you really think about some of like the worst case scenarios and you really like peel back that onion, it's really not that earth shattering. So uh, put yourself out there and like, remember this fire that you like have inside you of like this want to do whatever that goal is or, or this next chapter that you're hoping to achieve. How about you, Kimberly? Don't be afraid. Um, don't, if you are able to do something that is completely outside of your comfort zone and you just don't know where it's going to lead, take it. There's nothing that's going to make you like just stop with that because you're going to fall on your face, but that's what makes you stronger. You're, you're going to have these experiences that are either going to be the best ones to be able to help you succeed or they're going to be the worst experiences that are going to teach you and guide you to help you to succeed and that's the biggest thing for me i mean i, I mean that's what i've learned throughout my whole journey as my in in my own career because the experience is what makes you and being able to know not what's right and what's wrong because who the hell really knows that these days um, but really what is, what is the best for you and for your path and for your growth and being able to meet the right people, meet the people that they know, um, maybe hop on a flight and fly somewhere to meet a new prospect and close them three months later. Um, maybe even just being able to just guide everything in the directions. I mean, it, it's things that you, you never know what can happen and just don't be scared. Just run for it and being able to, to overcome those fears or what's going to drive your success and your path and career in so many different ways. And it's a, uh, it's scary, but fun. How about you, Steve? Yeah, I, I would say young whippersnapper. Um, <laughs> be, be, be bold. Be curious. That might sound a little Ted Lasso-ish, but be curious. Um, look to find out what makes you happy and go after it. Um, and I think too often, as you said earlier, Steve, everyone's motivated with money and they come out of school and they want to make money and they want to do this and they want to buy that. That's all great. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. 
but be genuine to who you are. And if, and if you're seeking happiness and you're doing something that you really have a passion for, then, then all those things are going to come and you're going to have some challenges along the way. Um, but be bold. You know, if, if you're not failing, you're not trying is the old saying. Um, so, you know, go out there and, and, and do things that are going to make you passionate and, and that success will, will, will come. That was awesome. You people, you all say some great advice today. Now, how can people get in touch with you if they want to use your services or if they just want to reach out to you, if they want to send you annoying messages on LinkedIn, how can Kimberly, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, well, you can give me a, a call myself. You can give shoot up shoot me a message on LinkedIn. You can be able to get my email. You, you want me to give all this information right now, Steve? Because I, I can. Well, yeah, what's your email? Give your email. Uh, so it's K Schieber S C is in cat H I E B is in boy E R at radius one eight zero dot com. How about you, Steve? Uh, email as uh, president of the Aaron Nola fan club at no, <laughs> um, it's steve.mullen, M U L L E N, at insperity.com. And I'm on pretty much every social media platform, too. And Colleen, yeah, I'm on the different social medias, but as you heard, I'm not super active, but <laughs> I'm always down to interact with folks. Or you can shoot me an email at hello at whitepineevents.com. So people reach out to all of them. Also, uh, go into YouTube, watch the past episodes of the Coop Tank. Just search it. You search the Coop Tank and give me a nice rating. Make a comment, like the episodes. Just do that kind of stuff. Also, if you want to advertise, reach out to me. I have plans for one episode, two episodes, or four episodes. You know, the people that come on the show are big shakers and movers, and the people that watch the show and listen to the show are also business people. So it's a great, it's a great avenue. You're going to make a lot better connections than spending thousands of dollars for some lunch that 35 people show up. Uh, also, don't forget, Sweet Recording, S-U-I-T-E, recording.com. Joe Ganjemi is the uh, best producer out there. That's why I do my show here. So reach out to him. He can help you out. And also he's with a rich DeSisto now who has a big career in radio uh, through the years. So check out them out. And uh, that's about it. Remember, email me at thecooptank at yahoo.com. I'm Steve Cooper, and you all have a wonderful week. <laughs> <laughs>